magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to the show. We hope you had a nice Easter if you celebrate. Or Passover. If you celebrate that, mm-hmm. whatever you celebrate, mm-hmm. we hope you had a nice one. Or if you don't celebrate anything and forgot, I often forget it's Easter. Yeah, I often do too. This year for Passover, I, well, it's Monday, so this already happened, but my intention is to make a whole meal. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So what goes into that meal? Well, it's going to be, um, well... I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm making the challah <laughs> not sure bread. Yet. I'm making the challah bread. And um, I'm making macaroon brownies. Mm. And I don't remember what the main dish is. And mm, maybe okay. some kind of Brussels sprout date situation. Ooh, that sounds like a good combo. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes if that happened. Cool. Yeah. So how are you? What's How was the week? What cards were there? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, so last week you, from Wisdom of the Oracle, you drew Truth Be Told. Ah. And from Cosmic Dancer Oracle, I drew Improvise, which then I went on to draw for my weekly card reading. Um, oh. Also. You yeah. did. Yes, Improvise. And um, so this... New listeners, welcome new listeners. This is when we talk about the cards that we drew last week. And then we also talk about how our week went and kind of like how Mm -hmm. the cards played into all that. So, Do you think we have new listeners every week? Well, I would like to think so. I would like to make it so if we have a new listener, they don't feel left out. They feel like, yeah, we can just jump in right here, right now. We're welcome. Me too. I was just wondering. I wonder if we have new listeners every week. I, yeah, I wonder too. That that's an interesting question. Thank you. I think so. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, how did how was your week, and how I, did those cards? I feel like I always go first, and then I talk you do? a lot. I feel like that. So let's just how did you how did it go for you? Well, so improvise for sure. I I mean, I just thought a lot about it because it came up twice. Mm. With following my intuition, kind of dancing to the music of life, just going with what's happening, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> letting, th- not necessarily doing things the way that I always do or something. So I just kept that in mind and I, I do see. think it served me. Yeah. But and nothing then, really happened. I, yeah. I couldn't like say a specific thing that was related to improvise. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, still working with your inner child healing oh, course. I jumped yeah. back in. I skipped a week because it okay. disappeared from your site for a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. now it's back. Yeah. And um, and so that's been still really good and I think deeply healing. Interestingly, oh. I think this week it was um, that I did was meeting the inner critic. And then I I feel like with the meditation, I was like, did I meet the inner critic? I feel like I didn't meet the inner oh, critic. Oh, who do you but think then, you met? 
I, I mean, I felt like a lot of stuff happened in the meditation, but yeah. I didn't feel, I was like, I don't know if I made contact with the inner critic, but then feel like when you and I just had our argument this morning, everyone, <laughs> Natasha and I had an argument this morning. <laughs> it was, I didn't it was know fun. if we were going to talk about that. we made it through I felt really good about it because I haven't in the past been able to have arguments with female friends in a healthy way yeah and the whole time I was like I I, this is okay this is fine this is not the end of the world it's not the end of our friendship yeah and then we worked it out but I feel like that did end up I did end up getting in touch with my inner critic oh you know what I mean like that I had projected onto you yeah yeah that's really and interesting. And you were sensing it. You're like, no, there's something there that you're sensing that is not what I'm projecting. And then yeah. I think it was actually the inner critic. Yeah. Well, I just felt like we weren't talking about the thing we were. And I, that's I truth felt... be told also. Yes. That card truth be told. It's like, wait, the real truth. Yes. <laughs> the yeah, real truth that's... is I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad that helped. Um, I think it was really, I feel like, I can't remember if I said that here a little bit ago, because this is actually the second, um, I don't know if it was an argument, but kind of argument I've had with a female friend in like three weeks. Oh, interesting. And I haven't had one, one. I haven't had one in, I don't even remember, like it Mm -hmm. must've been like years and years interesting yeah it's kind of like what you were talking about with the energy report too like being with whatever's happening even if it's uncomfortable yes yeah yeah the other one well that was bringing up a lot of my abandonment stuff that was more about me I guess I don't know but excuse me um but but in both cases I felt like it was incredibly healing because both of us have been a I mean, so you understand this too, like abandoned by our mothers, essentially, emotionally, mm-hmm. certainly. And so to feel safe enough to have conflict and <clears throat> and go through it and not be abandoned um, is very extremely healing. I know, because it was like, I feel like I've been able to have fights with that, like that with my brother and yeah. with Ted, yeah. but not ever with women, I don't think in my life, where yeah. it's like, no, this you're, you're going to be okay. This, yeah. this person doesn't hate you. Yes. This is just, <laughs> we're yeah. just having a little moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's very huge. Very, very huge. Um, So that is something, yeah, truth be told for me too. And also just, um, I wonder if that's part of the energy I was feeling of the week with the kind of being like getting hit in the face with the wind, like mm-hmm. that kind of energy and then coming out under it to... Um, I'll just say that for me this week, like, well, I, part of the energy report was coming out under it and like, and feeling who you really are and appreciating who you are. And like, I think that is very healing part of like, especially not to be like, this is all you, but like, because (laughs) you felt like, um, I don't know, you felt hurt about, well, not, you didn't feel hurt, but like when you realized, what, not to be vague, everybody, but I don't think you need to know the exact <laughs> details in order to know what was happening, but like, because you were feeling, um, whatever you were feeling, I think it would be healing for you to really validate yourself. That's, that was the next part of the week kind of energy. Do you know what I mean? 
like for in what way like give me an example it's okay if you talk about like more details about what happened with me it's okay okay well just because you realize that because your mom was critical of your like my aesthetic your aesthetic (laughs) um so then you were projecting that i was doing that which i certainly didn't intend to or i don't i wasn't doing um that you now would be a good time to validate because this is actually still part of the week. This is Friday. Um, right. For us. <laughs> that's yes. the energy of the last week. Now would be a good time to really validate your aesthetic and like be like or or anything about yourself to feel good. Do you know what I mean? Like to, mm-hmm. to honor and validate yourself. Like, no, you have a right to have your aesthetic and you have a and you like to really just validate it. I feel like I keep saying validate. Yeah, to validate it. I think like the big a big takeaway for me that I need to like really process and integrate is not it was like I had assumed this is just how it's going to be. Like people mm. are going to judge my aesthetic, how I look, how my house yeah. looks, my choices and they're not going to like it and yeah. I'm mm. going to not like that they do that, but I just have to pretend like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or something like it was like there was like a shutdown there of feeling my feelings around it so yeah so that would be where I would validate it is like you know it, I don't know just I, I feel like there's I have to kind of integrate there. it before I can talk about it fully but yeah I know, I know that's but, what it is but I do think there is some kind of thing about like that was taken away from you you know your own yeah, it was presented your... as if there is a right way for things to look there's a, a correct style that is cool, that is bohemian, oh, cool. that is, yeah, that was a real big, we've talked about that before yeah. with my mom, the pressure to be cool. Like, I don't know if I've shared on the podcast, but like, I wanted to try out for cheerleading when I was oh, in high school. Right. And it was, I was so shamed by my mom because it wasn't cool. Like, cool oh, girls didn't God. do cheerleading. Oh. And then when I quit taking drum lessons which actually was because I was feeling weird vibes from the drum teacher um (laughs) my mom was like oh I just thought it would be so cool to have a daughter who played drums Uh, like just it was real like there was a rule of being trying to be cool and I never felt like I could quite do it uh yeah I know (laughs) how you feel when it's like it feels so real yeah, like this is it. This is I'm teaching you about life. Yeah, and here it is. I know it. I know what it means to be cool. No one else does quite like I do. But I'm talking I'm right. about you as an adult now, feeling like oh. this is just how it is. People are gonna, people feel this way. Like that's how I feel. I'm gonna say felt because I am feeling space from it around abandonment and friendship. Like it is. Like, that's just what's going to happen. You can't really express your anger. You can't really, if you're upset, you can't really say how you feel or you definitely will be abandoned if it's an, if it's a conflict, you know, if it goes against the other person. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely have, it feels so good to have space from that. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's fully healed, but I mean, I was getting angry with you. (laughs) And it was, oh, I, was, I even was like, oh, yeah, I feel fine with this. I know. Isn't that funny? We were yeah. both thinking that we were like getting angry and frustrated and knowing the other person was angry and being like, this is okay. Yeah, I did. I did not feel unsafe. So that's Yay. great. Yay. Good we did us. a good job on that fight. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> okay, I think we can move on, except I just do kind of want to say one thing from this week. Um, you know what? I'll save it for next week. Because I will, uh, yeah, I'll save it for next week. Okay. So let's just say, speaking of next week, if you could write in your, if you have any questions, we would love to receive them. Yeah, we nope. need them. Yeah, we need, <laughs> we need your questions. <laughs> Are we it's too needy? We don't care. Yeah, we don't care if we're too needy. We we need them. Yes. So email us in. Email us in, magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com, or go to our website, magicmondaypodcast.com, and hit ask a question. And we take all, maybe we should be clear, we take all questions, anything, um, right? I mean, we would prefer for it to be about the topic of our podcast, which is magic and spirituality. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. as you know, we have answered a question about skincare also. That's right. That's <laughs> Last right. week we did. Yeah, I meant anything in that world but yeah oh, right that's true yeah, and i even wasn't if clear we yes. don't know everything but we can give our opinion on most things yeah and so. if you like our opinion our ask perspective. us a question you know why mm -hmm. not we'll keep it anonymous if you want to call us we have a voicemail 828-333-7181 i oh, just said it yes. regularly this time well you said it kind of angrily i thought oh, i because i was like i'm not gonna <laughs> sing it Oh, oh, I see. That's what it was. Just because, yeah, that's what that was. I was adamantly not singing it. You were rebelling against that rule. Yeah, I was like, maybe that's why no one's calling. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, we need you to call us. No. This is the but, number. But call I would it. like it. I'd like it a lot. Um, 828-333-7181. Okay. I do feel that um, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, yeah, that would be great. Also... Here's another need. We're coming at you with our needs. Could you leave <laughs> us a review? We love it. We appreciate we it. We need it. It, <laughs> it really helps the show. Um, maybe we should read one now to give an oh, okay. example of what that, that would be like if you were to do that. Um, let me just say, are you? No, I'm going to pull it up. Oh, okay. Um. I mean, I didn't know if you were or not, but I'm just going to go look at it. Anyway, yeah, it really helps people find us, and we're just like, we love it. So um, here's, a here's the latest review. Let's see what it says. I hope I haven't already read this one. Okay. Mondays are my waking with this podcast day. The time flies by when I'm walking or exercising. I always feel connected to conversation like I'm in it. It's magical and beneficially beneficial mentally for me. Thank you. That's really Aww. nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. So reviews like that are great. If you want to leave a negative review, we won't read it here. I don't, th I don't know if they help us, the negative We don't reviews. want you to do that. Yeah, we, we don't rather, want you to do we that. We need that you not, we need you not to do that. <laughs> yeah, so don't do that. Okay, <laughs> we've said a lot. We've said it all. Um, anything, I mean, yeah. do we want to mention some stuff? Also, oh, yeah, I'll, stuff? I'll mention some stuff. If you'd like okay. to see me for a session, I'd love to see you. You can go to highestlighthealing.com. What happens is you come to me 
if there's something you're working on or something you're having an issue with, I can look at it energetically to kind of give you, give like a 3D, um, you know, uh, my perspective. Like I can look and see what's the source, what's going on. Then I help de-energize it, give you some tools to help you um, to handle it afterwards and, you know, update contracts, clear out. Did I say cords? I don't know. Anyway, that's what happens. And it's a great experience. I recommend it. Thank you. So yeah, go to highestlighthealing.com and schedule a session. And what about you? I would like to mention my website and blog. So I know I mention it a lot, but if you haven't checked it out, there really is a lot of great content over there. A lot of spells, rituals, guided meditations. A new I mean, a new author. writer over there? Well, so now there, I am opening it up to new contributors. We do have one up. I have one up there by J. Allen Cross. As I've mentioned, it's about jinxes, hexes, and curses. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm adding one from our friend Elohim Leafar. Oh, Remember nice. him? He's Venezuelan. Yeah, yeah it's Love really him. great. Uh, wonderful magical article that goes up this week Um, but I have a lot of other stuff in the works other contributors other stuff I'm gonna be personally contributing so go check it out there's new content every week you can also sign up for the newsletter so you can get updates and you can do that at the bottom of any of the blog posts all right so today we have a wonderful guest do you have her bio yes Stephanie Rose Bird is a practicing hoodoo and eclectic pagan with a passion for African-American folklore and mythology. She is the award-winning author of seven books. Her most recent is The Healing Power of African-American Spirituality. Here's that interview with Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really I'm honored and excited about this. So thank you. Well, yeah, we are right. excited to talk to you. We love your book. And we thought we would start with the question, what inspired you to write uh, The Healing Power of African-American Spirituality? Okay. So first, it, it um, this is a, um, a kind of a reboot of The Big Book of Soul. So mm-hmm. I had been up to that point writing quite a bit about hoodoo and I'd written an anthropology book and I wanted to focus on African inspired healing ways. So that is what inspired me to write the book. I see. And, oh, I just want to say the very first chapter um is called African-American Spirituality, an overview. And I'm wondering, obviously you can't give us the whole overview (laughs) right now, but I think it would be good for our listeners to have a sense of what does that mean, African-American spirituality, as opposed to other spirituality. You know, when I talk about it, I'm not particularly talking about any of the Abrahamic faiths that also cross into our lives, um, you know, many people in my family are Muslim, and mm. the other um, half are Christian, and I think we might have a few Jewish people as well. Um, so I'm talking pretty strictly about um, what I call earth-based spirituality or alternative spirituality, um, 
looking at it in that manner. Um, the overview, African-American spirituality would be drawing from nature, seeing that nature is alive and animated with spirit and employing all of the potentiality of the universe in the work. So the ashe is, is in there. So it's quite a large kind of um, concept and mm-hmm. that's why needed chapters to break it, break it out, break it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I wrote out some quotes that I wanted to just speak out and to also talk to you about. And I really liked in the intro when you said, when a bright light is flashed on the inequities and brutality, my people suffer, such as the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor at the hands of those entrusted to protect and save us from trouble. The need for African inspired spirituality is especially strong. Mm. Yes. Mm. I really, that really struck me. I was like, yes, of course. And then when you talked about how um, there was another part, it was a little later, how you were saying that um, people who had been taken here as slaves, they couldn't speak about the, the aliveness of nature. Like right. they might be punished by death mm-hmm. if they yeah. spoke about their spirituality mm-hmm. as being, you know, the nature being infused with life and consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of thing is just like, yes, I, this makes so much sense. Why this mm-hmm. would be like, this book would be so healing and important. Yes. Yeah. It is really important. And it's, um, it's something that I've been, that was, so that obviously was a new add in because the um, big book of soul was written back in um, like 2007, 2008. I think it came out in 2009. So um that George, George Floyd was happily alive at that point. Yeah. Um, I have been focused more and more on, I, I've always, I mean, even in um, Stick Stones, Roots and Bones, I called attention to enslavement and what that did to our practices and um, our ways of going about healing. I think the older I get, and the more the world changes and becomes more brutal in a certain kind of way to us, once again, um, I am calling attention to that through my work, through my writing. It's a formidable history that we've had to face um, and overcome in a certain kind of way. And we've always like, even though, like I said, Many people are practitioners of um, other faiths. Something like Hoodoo, for example, is not religious. So it's open to draw people in and find practical solutions to everyday problems, such as those with social justice as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Can you share what I don't know if like, is there a way to share maybe one of a one of those practices that help with social justice in particular? Like an example maybe of something yeah. you've done. Yeah, there are just different um, different kinds of mojo bags that are for like there are body, they're called bodyguard bags. Oh. And so those are um, made specifically to um, protect and, and guide the um, user of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there is another work with, um, I believe it's Little John and um, you, Little John chew, you chew it, um, this herb, and you spit it outside of the courthouse to try to get justice in mm. your case. There's mm-hmm. like a whole line of um, work around justice with, within hoodoo. Wow, that's good. That's so important. Yeah. You know what I was intrigued by was when you mentioned your uncle, who mm-hmm. was a drummer and a priest, and he did energy work, and you said mm. he was your spiritual padrino and influential in your life. And I wonder if you could maybe talk about your uncle a little bit, how you were drawn to his work, what he taught you. I think that story, I'm real, I would love to hear about it. Sure. So um, different, I I feel like we were kindred spirits. I feel like sometimes you are drawn to a certain person in the family. Um, Could be your mother and father, grandfather. Um, For me, there were some um, kind of uh, mystical people in the family and he's one of them. Um, He's my father's brother. And he was involved in a very influential, very far out group called Sun Ra. Um, He was their drummer. He made drums. He was, um, before he passed, he was on his pathway to becoming a Babaleo of Shango. So like a priest, he told those were um, his words to Mm -hmm. us to be able to understand his um, studies and his path. So I spent a lot of time with him, you know, we were both like very involved with the arts. Um, At that time, I was doing some singing and dancing and painting, all all, touching on many different um, art forms. And as I said, what he was a uh, musician and sculptor so um, there was just a natural draw there. He was a little bit, um, I think some people were like, whoa, this guy is like <laughs> a lot. This is like a lot to deal with. But for me, it was just like right on time and welcome. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that he passed and you have a whole section in your book around death. and. Yeah. I am curious, like what your connect, like, do you still talk to him or also just your perspective in general um, through the about lens death. that you're looking at? Yeah, yeah cause we that. both are uh, fascinated. I mean, we like death, Natasha and I, <laughs> <laughs> Natasha is a medium and I grew up with my family ha- owns a funeral chapel. So oh. we, and just, I think like paganism, spiritual people in general, there's just like embracing that, being curious about that. And you said, even as a child, you were curious about stuff like that, which oh, yeah. of course, Natasha and I were too. So yeah, yeah. Th- let's talk about death. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I find it, I take death really, really hard. Um, mm. I, I really go down and in mm. and um, it was very crushing for me when he passed. Mm. Um there, there was just a um, one right after another kind of deaths going uh, on in my family. Mm. Um, HIV came through and like wiped out a bunch oh. of people. 
Uh, my mother passed very um, suddenly one day after work. Um, my father died what I consider a brutal death because it was lung cancer and um, yeah, COPD, yeah. emphysema. Um, so just like being smothered to death. Um, so I, I believe in um, spirit and soul. I believe that people... Um, lift up out of their bodies and um, continue to um, to exist in their own realm. And sometimes they come to visit us as well. They come mm -hmm. and um, visit and do things. I have had um, visitations from my beloved relatives, from my mother. Like actually when she passed, um, there was like this electrical movement in the room that my husband mm -hmm. also observed and it it sort of traveled on the ceiling and then the light popped out. This wow. is that was like maybe the moment that she died. Um, wow. She was very powerful. Oh yeah, she's like... very, very powerful. Um, so yeah, I I, even though I take it really hard, I know because I believe so strongly that the people are still existent in their souls, it makes it um, more um, easy to, to take. And also, you know, I try to feed their spirits and make sure they have money and tobacco and things like that, <laughs> um, drink, things that yeah. they need in the other worlds so it's, that's what it, i was curious about uh, what you talk about in the book if there are any practices or perspective mm -hmm. that you have yes um so we like to see to it that people have coins um dimes pennies oh. um just like coins to be able to um negotiate in the spirit realm and mm. also so pouring the pouring of libations is something um, that I think has become more widespread knowledge of it has um, come about, but definitely pouring of alcohol spirits to the spirits um, on the earth um, mm -hmm. so that they, they go through the earth, building of altars. Um, yeah, lots yeah. of stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was also drawn, there's so many things. I'm like, which thing do I want to talk about next? So I liked when you were talking about tree whispering. Well, mm -hmm. you have a part, you mentioned animism, natural objects are alive and have a soul. Yes. I liked in the magical herbalism part when you said honoring the pot, fire, candle, and tree as living entities with souls is essential. I love yeah. that. Um, maybe talk about that is the, the honoring of the pot, fire, candle, and tree. I mean, tree, I think we all think of as a living entity. I mean, magical people living entity with a soul mm. thinking of the pot, the fire and the candle as living entities with souls is intriguing. So maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I don't feel like, um, a candle or the pot as a vessel and like a cauldron or something like that. I don't feel like it could really aid in our magic unless it was alive with spirit. Mm. So um, I definitely honor that. How I came to this um, in my own organic way is through being a painter. 
Yeah. Um, I majored in painting and, um, you know, I still paint. I do a lot with painting. And I started to, I always liked doing still life. So like, just like objects. And um, I just felt like they were alive. And with my hand and mind, I could bring out that aliveness in the objects um, through my paintings and drawings. Mm. And I did a little bit of that in stick stones, roots and bones. And, just continue to do that in my work. I've delved deeper in so that it's become more abstract. So that it's just like really like the energy of these different objects. But you yeah. know, with candles and fire, obviously it's the fire element and um, something very important to us, which is that we um, honor, cultivate, utilize all that good stuff. It does feel like there's an aliveness, like the difference between a candle lit room and an electric yes. lit room. Like it's like, right. oh, there's some kind of presence here. You just kind of mm. feel that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Did but you, yeah. Oh, uh, I just wanted to ask because I love the cover of your book. Mm -hmm. Did you uh, illustrate that or? I did not. Um, oh, okay. There's another woman who did it. And um, gosh, someone asked me on Twitter and I listed her name I, I research because her name okay is we can of, find it and yeah she's um, a great artist though and this is like such a perfect image yeah it's um, so beautiful I love it yeah it does okay. really pop so it's um Tamara Natalie Madden did okay. the cover art and the piece is called Paradise mm. yeah we'll send we'll show a picture for oh yeah listeners yeah so I really I just want to throw in another, oh, I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. Oh, I wanted to throw in another part of that conversation about the aliveness of objects. I just find that to be really useful because I was um, in, in feng shui, which I practice. I remember my feng shui teacher saying that it's helpful to think of everything in a house as alive. Yes. It's everything is alive and everything is always talking to you. And that, that, and in what's interesting is I'm realizing I did think of that symbolically like what if this lamp was alive what it what would it be saying would it be happy would it be something that was <laughs> like nourished with my energy yeah. you know am I taking care of it well do I want to take care of it, it like gives you this kind of extra connection but right. I like the idea of thinking of the literal truth of things being alive <laughs> because mm -hmm. it seems like there would be an extra power there Yes. With your like interconnection to all that is to just that, that aspect of magic and, and interconnection to the earth element and just, mm -hmm. you know, everything. Yeah. And it gives us the opportunity to always connect to everything around us in a really authentic way. Yeah. And I like also the perspective of being painting still life. Like if you're painting yes. a bowl of fruit and that bowl of fruit is alive to you and has a personality, mm -hmm. it's going to translate differently. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. love doing that. Mm -hmm. So speaking of art, this is a good mm -hmm. segue. I also <laughs> like this part of your book uh, where you said in Africa and the African diaspora, the marriage of art and healing isn't called music, dance, or art therapy. 
It is considered a part of community ritual and ceremony employed during life passages and uneasy transitions. In yes. fact, rather than gossiping or questioning one another at family get-togethers, the most rewarding activity can be spontaneous group dance. This puts mm -hmm. us in touch with our individual souls and those of our family members. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that so much because I know I like at weddings that like, oh, let's just all dance together. And I was like, well, wouldn't that be great if my family did that more often? Like, just like we have a barbecue, then we all spontaneously oh dance. Like how healing would That'd that be? be? So great. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's so what my family did. Like, oh, you know, nice. I've written about the lake um, quite a lot. And, you know, we would be outside and my father would bring some speakers outside and we would just like dance uh -huh. Gay, James Brown, like all of these different um, wonderful artists and freeing of yourself, but also it helps you connect with others in a really beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like the way you mentioned it. It's like, it's just interwoven into the yeah. culture of a, a healing practice that we, and I like noticing stuff like that. Like here's a tradition that you may not realize is something you're already doing that is so naturally healing or something that you could naturally incorporate because it is, I feel like that's where magic really shines is when we learn to marry it it's just like part of every day part of what we're doing yeah. it's not like here now here's magic and here's us having a barbecue yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> right yeah it all like really connects together mm -hmm. yeah and you get to see how the elders move and communicate as opposed to the children right and, um, oh, yeah yeah. Yeah. And there's something spiritual. I mean, now studies do show that group dance is extremely healing, but yeah. I liked when you said it's like, you, it puts us in touch with our individual souls and those of our family <laughs> members. It's, it is yeah. so transcendent. Mm -hmm. Um, you have a whole chapter on the strength and power of blood, which I think is so fascinating. I don't think I've ever seen that in a spiritual book before can you talk a little bit about that and what it means to you yeah you know I'm thinking about it on several like in a multi-layered um, way because I'm thinking like blood as in kin and kinship and ancestry um, and then blood as the like your actual blood water of our of our body that is feeding and replenishing us and just how important it is to pay tribute and homage to it um and also i'm i believe in that chapter um i shared some of the herbs that would help clean and purify mm -hmm. the blood so yeah, I, that was a little controversial. I remember. Oh, really? Uh, well, I, I thought that it was going to be taken out um, because I thought, I think that when people just hear it, they're like, oh, I, I don't know if we can mm. have this. But then once it was read, it was like, okay, yeah, mm. this fits. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it definitely fit. Yeah. I, I think, you know, again, like, the ancestry and kinship and having kin. I have a really, my mother's family, I think were 11, my father's six. So, um, you know, wow. I have all of these cousins and aunts and uncles and 
um, grandparents, great grandparents were still alive when I was young. So, um, yeah. There's a lot. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. We should probably wrap up soon, but Tess, did you? Oh, well, you know what? I, I also really liked the part. I just one more. Maybe we could have yeah. one. Oh, before yeah. we ask the sun, moon, rising question. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I liked when you were talking about the tree whispering and you said yes. um, it's about learning directly from trees and plants. The reason that stood out to me is because I have written a book called The Magic of Flowers and another one called The Magic of Trees, where I really did just go talk to the trees and talk to the flowers and see what they had to say, see what their <laughs> healing properties were, what the energetic properties were. And it, it, it was fascinating to me that it kept happening. So I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> Stephanie mm -hmm. knows about this. <laughs> so yeah. talking about, is that your experience with the tree? I mean, do you tree whisper or do you know someone? Who I does? do. I do tree whisper. I, I have spent a lot of time with trees, um, just being up in, in them and mm -hmm. just laying there and, um, something that as a teenager, I did a lot when I'd come home from school, I'd do my homework there and, um, just be hanging out. The tree whispering um, that I'm speaking about is what early African-Americans did. Mm. Um, it's like a tradition that's tracked back um, to uh, parts of Africa. So when I learned about that through my studies in folklore and anthropology, I was like, wow, this is like really special. Yeah. And something that um, I'm working on a novel now where tree, um, the grandfather is a tree whisperer. So I can really like flesh it out and show like what it would look like and, and sound like. And oh, I love that. Yeah, I got the feeling it was different than what I did in the sense from what you described in the sense that it would be like one tree whisperer having a relationship with one tree. Oh, right. is that what and it then, is? It, yeah, in this in this yeah. description, and where then the the relationship is so close that then there it becomes. Oh, I just realized it's like Twin Peaks. It's like the log <laughs> in Twin Peaks. Have you read? Have you swatched Twin Peaks? No. Oh. <laughs> no, There's, but I should. Yeah, it's written an excellent Apparently. show. But yeah. yeah, it is similar to that theme of the log lady because she has a log and then she's always hearing messages from the log. But anyway, but oh. that, that having that deep relationship with one tree that that would, I got the sense it would be like, this would give you so much depth of knowledge. Like if you have yeah. this ally who's rooted into the earth that you just know so well, mm -hmm. like there could be this vibratory communication that it would be so just like vast yes yeah um yeah and for me the trees were my friends they were the landscape they were the neighbors um that's what who I look to to see like what's going on what's happening like usually you ask that of people but right it's like the trees so. yeah and then they're all interconnected now we know in their yes. roots with the fungus so they can all communicate with each other across the whole forest yeah, I want to do some re more reading on that. I bought the one uh, book about, um, I think it's the birch trees communicating underground yeah. and, um, mm. networks and so forth. So uh, yet another perspective. So yeah, I'm, I just know that TED talk. I didn't read the book, but yeah, I, ha I, 
I bought the book, but I just have stacks of books, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you very much on that. So many books. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting to get, get in yeah. touch with it. Sometimes you just feel pulled and you're like, okay, it's time. It's mm-hmm. time. For yeah. That. Mm-hmm. I like that. That That's a less guilt guilty way of looking at it yeah how I look at it like oh I got all these books I should be reading them (laughs) yeah now I'll just say it's not time yeah hasn't been time time for you book yeah Yeah. (laughs) we will have our day yeah (laughs) so Stephanie did you we had emailed you before and you did you find out what your rising sign is because you hadn't known no, okay, but we, you okay. do know your sun sign. <laughs> You're like, sign. no. <laughs> and that, what are those now? I have, I'm Virgo, sun sign, and the moon is Leo. Okay. Okay. So um, I am on the cusp of Leo and Virgo. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like a lot yeah. of magical writers are Virgos. Have you noticed this? I feel like there's something about it. Yeah. Like something about the practicality, like earthiness of it merged with the subtlety of energy or something, some reason why Virgos want to write about more, magic. Yeah. Or more like pagan authors. Yeah. 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 Pagan. Yeah. Authors. Not just magical, but pagan specifically, because yeah. that is like about the earth. And yes. The- yeah. I have noticed this. Yeah. And we I are, um, we have so much stick to itness and, oh, um, right. you know, persnickety, like, oh, this has to be just right. Let yeah. The details of the spend book. months like studying this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. That makes sense. Yeah. I think so. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Stephanie. It was wow. an honor to have you here. We really appreciate it. And you I had mentioned it. a couple of things that you wanted or where people can find you or events. events really- you have some events coming up. I do. And I, I, I uh, have a cheat sheet here. So um, the first thing I wanted to mention is that I'm in the new issue of Witches and Pagans oh, magazine. Nice. I started a column. I've been oh, uh, invited to do that. And it's called Under a Hoodoo Moon. And so that issue is just out. Beautiful cover. Uh, very mystical. I love it. And nice. I'm really glad to be back involved with um, community, a community of writers in that way. Mm. And um, and then um, Sacred Waters Retreat is going to be in Dover, Tennessee. And you, it's sort of like sacredwatersretreat.com. Okay. And um, <clears throat> we'll have the links to everything. Oh, yeah, good. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a, a hun- only 100 women can come. They are BIPOC women, women, so, you know, Black, mm-hmm. Indian, or Indigenous. Um, all, people of color. People, yeah, people of color, and people um, also who identify as women. Um, okay. Not just cis women. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about that because I'm going to offer, heal, like, um, healing, Reiki-like healing, Um and um, also a ritual, um, we're going to do a peace water workshop, and we're going to um, do some hydrotherapy in the lake there, also interacting with the fire. I'm going to do a book re- fireside book reading, so super excited about that. That sounds very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, in July, I'll be at Mystic South, um, and I'm going to do three workshops there, and I am they call me a headliner 
Oh. <laughs> so I'm very honored about that. Um, yeah. And so then like other Great. than that, I'm all over social media. I am uh, on Instagram. It's S period R period bird. And then um, on Facebook, I have a, a professional like author page. It's author Stephanie Rose Bird. On Twitter, I am at Stephanie Rose B.I. And then my general website that kind of has everything is stephanierosebird.com. Okay. And you guys can go to the, um, the show notes to magicmondaypodcast.com and read the info about this episode and see all the links to all of that. Yeah. Thank you you so much, Stephanie. This is wonderful. delight to speak to really yes we loved her very sweet vibes um okay so now it is time for the energy report okay so here we are (laughs) with the energy report yeah um i think is it gonna be like is it eclipse season coming up yeah actually so it's not this week, but then the next week okay. on Monday. So I guess that's maybe in three weeks. Okay. No, 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 no. On Saturday. Not this week, but next Saturday. Okay. It's going to be the Taurus new moon and a solar eclipse. Okay. I was just wondering when that was happening. But um, okay. So I'll just explain what I'm seeing here. Um, and if you would like to read about it more eloquently, I do write about the energy report every week for Mind Body Green. Um, and this is where I talk about it in less eloquent ways. I feel like when I'm talking about it, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I write better than I speak. I mean, I think that's kind of just how everybody does it. Really? It's just how uh, it works. Most no. people don't write, don't speak like they write. We say like and um, and then we like use the wrong oh, verb yeah. tense all the time. It's just what we do. Yeah, but I feel like... Th- Unless you're a writer. Well, it doesn't matter. The point is, here we go. So (laughs) when I feel into the week, I got to be honest, the beginning of the week feels a little bumpy. And so if we'll remember, for a while, I was seeing a lot of water. And when I feel in the week ahead, last week, I felt wind. This week, I'm seeing like boulders, like rocks, Mm. like rocks coming at (laughs) you. Oh like, no, this sounds this sounds bad. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down, everybody. Settle down. Okay. So I mean, it sounded bad last week too, honestly, with the wind, but it's there it's not none of it's bad. It's just a similar you know, that's the thing. It's like, look, we're all here, we're all learning and growing. I mean, look at us, what happened. We did great. Yeah. You know, the wind came. Totally. We are better off for it because that's cleansing. Mm-hmm. The wind was cleansing. Yep. But what are rocks coming Okay, so you? rocks are similar. <laughs> are they <laughs> cleansing? Yeah, they are actually. It's it's just kind of like uh, it feels a little more rocky, you know. Okay. You know, it just feels a little like boom, boom. <laughs> Instead of shoo, it feels boom, boom, boom. Like, ow. Um, let me see. Does it feel out? Maybe a little bit. If is it, it more like a rocky road that you're on rather okay. than like rocks hitting you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like 
you are the road and the rocks are coming. I'm I'm okay. I'm gonna move away from the rocks. This okay. is what it is. The energy of the rocks are um potentially a it could be kind of like a painful thing. I will say it could be okay. like a painful situation where like maybe um I'm feeling it in the heart chakra, honestly, like this kind of heart awakening where maybe either someone thinks something about you that isn't true or somebody is, it's really about identity, like somebody, and it does seem to be external, like is reflecting back to you something about yourself that is like, ouch, that doesn't feel good. I don't Mm -hmm. like that. I Mm -hmm. don't know if that's true. And that's where we go into, okay, what do I believe about myself? How do I feel? Like where, what is, is, what is true and what isn't true about how I'm feeling about myself? And so there's two elements here. One, it's nurturing that inner child, kind of like what happened with us a little bit, like looking at the programming of like, oh, let me be here for you and love you and you're safe now and whatever's going on externally, whatever's being reflected back to you, I'm here. It's, this isn't your business. Like you can play and have fun and I'm, you're safe with me and this is up to me. And then like this was that this, was your inner adult, your yes. inner parent talking to your inner child, just Thank in case you. anybody didn't know. Thank you. Yes. So then the inner parent is like, oh, I'm going to actually I can reflect on this about who I really am and what I want to how I um, want to know myself and who I am to myself, I can look at that from a place of safety and groundedness because I know I'm safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And so the good part about the little maybe bumpy road at first is that it clears out, it helps to excavate anything about old programming about yourself, low self-worth programming, that you don't um, resonate with anymore, that you're ready to let go. And... The other part, okay, so this is the really good part. When I see the rocks leaving, then I see like this energy of self getting huge in a good way, Mm. like confidence and this knowledge of who you are. Like, oh my God, no, I'm not that. I'm this. And like Mm -hmm. a connecting to your expansiveness in a pretty, I see it pretty big, you know, Mm. like this big like, just knowledge of, oh, who am I knowing myself to be more? What do I deserve? Like, I deserve to own my space, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. You know, I deserve to occupy all of who I am. And my little sad inner child that feels like she isn't, that she's small, it's, I can show up for her and let her know, oh, no, you aren't small at all. You're, Mm -hmm. you're actually amazing. Yeah. So it took me a while to get there. But do we understand it? Yeah, I understand it. And while you were talking about it, too, I was thinking about this week, how the Libra full moon is Saturday. So that's tomorrow for us. But it is two days ago for you guys, if you're listening on Monday and how that like the relationships, I feel like relationships with ourselves, but also with others. I don't know. Yeah. Is it like something about the way because yes. one week leads to another and something yes, about yes. the way you're describing that. I was like, I feel like we've been healing relationships. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. That's Even how true. like the thing that we just thought about was about like aesthetics. Yes. The Libra. <laughs> and like yes. the Libra, your Libra moon, my mom's Libra moon actually played a part in the yes. Libra full moon. I don't yeah, know. If I just like really was starting to connect everything when yes. you were talking just now. That's really <laughs> interesting. And also just like, for instance, um, I, I've been doing these meditations lately and um, just really seeing how my mom, who was a narcissist, um, like it really was just, <laughs> it's like from the Big Lebowski, like that's just like your opinion, man, you know, like, yeah. but really it was just like, it was her mental illness. Like she really mm-hmm. was had a lot of unchecked mental illness and it's like, that has nothing to do with me. And I come to that from different at different angles because it was a lot of trauma. So I've cleared out a lot, but it's like another level of it, like Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, that's not me. That's not at all. That has nothing. That was just like her stuff. And I was really close to her. So I I got I absorbed it. Do you have it where because I feel like I'm running into that same thing lately Mm -hmm. and periodically and do you have it like I do like the feeling of like oh I'm healing and I'm like uncovering things and letting go of things but sometimes when it's stuff about my mom Mm -hmm. it starts to feel like oh no like is this ever is there any way out of this like this is just it starts to feel like there's so many little like landmines yeah you know yeah I well that's the rocks what that's the rocks. The feeling of the yeah. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> like I how many so. rocks are there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually had that last week and um I realized that that was a part. Maybe it was even 2 weeks ago. That that was another child part that feels that way like oh, oh you're just here again. Oh, you're doing this again. Like that's mm-hmm. actually just another part that just needs my assurance like yeah that's okay yeah it you're just as valid the whole thing everything's valid all of these parts are just valid because yeah. the truth is like I have gr- even though there are multi-layers there's multi-layers for everybody about different things and when I look at myself I don't even I am a totally different person than I was two years ago so it's not like I'm just uncovering the same shit and I'm right, stuck yeah. or, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, wow, there's another layer of me. And that really pertains to the energy of this week. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, here's more me, me, my divine nature, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aside from the programming. But yes, I do very much relate to, especially <laughs> I sometimes do that part of me resents my mom for having been so fucking powerful with that that mental illness was so powerful and I was so sensitive it was just like this combo of of not (laughs) good of not totally Yeah. yeah of more layers releasing but it does feel really good I mean the fact that again not to repeat this but like you and I could have that conversation and no panic arose within me or like and then I felt comfortably angry that's huge growth for me and for you you said yes so it's not for not not for not yeah yeah it's good and that part that's like "Mm," that is definitely a part 
it's when like that because it was today was an example of that where it's like oh that thing that i thought was a fact was actually that programming and then i'm like what's real yeah yeah (laughs) you know and then it's like this sucks it sucks to like mistake something for something else and then realize like oh that was built into your programming yes yeah totally it does suck and that's part of it like oh that sucks but also shit i was gonna say something about that Oh, but also it's great that that isn't a fact. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, and I think the as long as we're feeling more, um, like for instance, when we were talking and we weren't getting anywhere before we got to the heart of it. Like when we got to the heart of it, then even though it was painful, it still feels like oh, this is real. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're connecting, and that mm-hmm. feels good to connect. Yeah. And that is better than feeling right about something, you mm-hmm. know, even if you are the one who, you know, made the mistake or whatever, who did the thing, like, it's still like, oh, but at least we're connecting. That feels good. Mm-hmm. Like last week, I feel like I was the one who, I don't like to say made the mistake, but you know what I mean? The one who wasn't seeing things correctly. Does that make sense? It's like this, I feel like connection, of course, that's one of my like core things that are important to me is connection. So like, it's like, as long as we're getting there, then it feels like, okay, the growth is worth it. Yeah, totally. And that's, I think, part of your Libra moon too. Oh, yeah. And then my Libra north node. Oh, yeah. So that's the challenge for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, in terms of what you can do this week, I would say more celebrating of self, which was last week, Mm -hmm. more like knowing who you are, like doubling down on not the rightness of who you are, but the connection to who you are. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually glad we Mm -hmm. had that conversation. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it would have been bullshit. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the connected to what makes you feel closer to your essence of who you are as opposed to okay I know I'm not this I know I'm this you know so Mm -hmm. breathing in light into your heart chakra I love my the I I used to say this all the time but like making your energy really really big like breathing in light and imagining your energy is bigger than the room you're in the house you're in the planet you know go that big and then bring it closer um when you're done to just feel how magical and and big you really are Mm, and and that also helps sorry that also helps you connect to everything when you're that big yeah that makes me think of the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram which Uh, i maybe i'll do some of that this week uh, i did do some of that last week but there's like such a big part of it is connect getting very very big and connecting Uh, to everything connecting your energy to every like up down left right yeah all of it being connected to yeah all of it so even though you're big you're also connected you it helps you to know feel your connection to all things Mm -hmm. it's ironic we had that aesthetic conversation because you i feel like you look especially beautiful today oh thank you well i have been like since the inner child i've been taking the inner child healing i've been Really loving the self care and the skin care mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So did I? Thank did you. I tell you about when I went to my skincare person with the red light? No, when I my friend is in esthetician school, 
And she, um, I went to her for a facial and also to get my brows done the next week. And she said that my skin was so good. She didn't know what to do with it. Ah, because you take such good care of it. I know. I was like, you're really speaking my love language here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really starting to get it now. Like at first I was like, oh, let me, uh, I should probably figure out the skincare thing. Maybe that'd be good. But now I really get it. It feels good. It doesn't feel like, like it feels like, oh, I'm looking forward to taking care of my skin now. Yeah, it's fun. And if I ever don't, I just don't do it. If you don't feel like it, you just don't don't do it. Yeah. But I always feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I'll probably just do it whether I feel like it or not. It's, that's <laughs> the Capricorn rising. <laughs> I think that's what I'm signing oh, up for. Oh, one last thing I will say is my, your mom has Libra moon and I have Libra moon. And my mom was Capricorn moon. And I'm pretty sure she was Virgo rising. Oh, I know. See, so we have some healing yeah. potential here in our yes. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about my relationship with Ted. I mean, I think that's part of romantic relationships. And I was thinking of that too. Like I have that with Ted where it's like every time, I feel like every time we fight, there's some kind of healing that happens that needs to happen. And that was how I felt this time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now it's time for (laughs) practical magic. Okay, so really this week, I don't have a whole lot for you. And the reason is because I feel like kind of not doing a whole lot of magic Mm. this week although i will do lesser vanishing ritual of the pentagram because i feel like that's kind of an all-purpose like energy healing meditation type of thing yeah um but as far as other kind of specific rituals and spells certainly if you feel guided you should definitely do one i'm not saying don't do one i'm just saying you know we just had the libra full moon saturday Beltane is not this week, but it's next week on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Huge pagan holiday. And then the day before Beltane is the Taurus new moon and a solar eclipse. So this week the moon is waning. We're kind of in between these big astrological and, you know, um, wheel of the year events. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to rest. I'm going to integrate. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do gentle activities, <laughs> but, you know, self-care, yeah. taking a bath, going out in nature, just mm-hmm. kind of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I think yeah. for practical magic this week, follow your intuition about how to take care of yourself. I also mm-hmm. think there might be some stuff about structure, too. Mm-hmm. They, we do have some Capricorn moon, a couple of days with the Capricorn moon this week. Mm-hmm. So I think part of that self-care, that gentle self-care, if you feel guided, can be stuff like, oh, you know what? I really do want to establish that habit. How can I kind of, what can I do to help support myself in establishing that habit? Or how can I structure my day in a way that feels like, like lately I have been loving structuring my week with with self-care in it. So mm. it's not just here are all the things I got to do, but also, yeah. oh, Thursdays are the day that I paint my nails. And, you know, like yeah, I have a little fun. extra time today. I could take a bath. So, you know, like gentle yeah. integration, harmony, yeah. relaxation, examining your self-care routine, stuff like that. You know, I forgot to mention, and this was also maybe part of the wind slap, that I found out that Sinea Roman died this week, who yeah. is who channels Orin. And the reason I thought of that is because doing those Orin meditations are so amazing. Yeah. So they would be good to do. But yeah, I was very devastated by that. I was crying a oh. lot. It was just, I don't even, 
I mean, she's still, you know, obviously around. And apparently they're still doing, I'm not sure how, because I had actually asked her to be on the podcast and hmm. they hadn't responded. And then I sent it again and they responded. They were like, you know, Sinea never did any radio or anything because she didn't think it was a good medium for Oren to mm -hmm. really be able to do what he needed to do. Um, but she would always send out, Oren would send out light to whoever um, oh. responded. And then, she's, and then they were like, and by the way, she passed away. And I was like, what? Oh, that's how you found out. That's how I found out. Oh. And then at the end, he was like, um, Oren will send light to your podcast. Oh. I know. So I don't know how. I mean, Oren actually is, like, available to anybody. Right. So maybe they're just any, you know. I actually did a trade with my friend, and she was, I was talking about the meditations, and she's like, Oren is here. Like, he started, mm. he gave some information. So I guess he's maybe readily available if you are open to it. Yeah, like an ascended master kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that might be something you want to look into. We'll link it. Those Oren meditations are just out of this world, literally. And, <laughs> and also, we as we also have mentioned, I think the Mer Merkaba meditation would also be good. Yeah, the Merkaba. Like I'm telling you though, this jeweled light, this jeweled um. Uh, I don't know how they, I forget what it's called now. The jeweled vehicle mm -hmm. is basically the Merkaba without putting in all the effort. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So before we pick, oh, was that it for practical magic? Yes. Okay. So if, uh, before we pick our cards, you can find me at highestlighthealing.com and highestlighthealing on Instagram. You can sign up for my newsletter which I've been sending about once a week at this point. Um, if you'd like to hear from my guides and anything that I have to say or schedule a session with me on there. What about you? You can find me, as I mentioned, at TessWhitehurst.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author. <laughs> I just <laughs> had a jumping card. And... Yeah. Um, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And you can find us where we said before, magicmoneypodcast.com and Facebook. We have a listeners page. It's not that active, but it's still fun if you want to go over there, Magic Money Yeah, you Podcast could go make listeners. it active. You could go jump in and ask some questions. Yeah, share make some memes. it active. Sure. We love a meme share. <laughs> and Instagram, Magic Money Podcast. Um, okay. So I picked this time from the Spirit Animal Oracle deck okay. by Colette Baron reed I think I basically only have her decks at this point. Um, no. That's not true. There's also Chris Ann in you. You have a number of people's decks. But I have multiple Chris Ann and Colette Baron reed Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I picked Rabbit Spirit. Which is, now is a lucky time. Oh, luck. So let's see. It's This says, but I picked it upside down, so I'm reading the protection message. It says, hold on. Vulnerability is required of you now, even if you don't feel safe. Oh, my gosh. 
Mm. Act as if you trust that you'll be okay, and soon you will see that you are okay. Oh, my God. Okay, can I just tell you this is exactly the energy report? It's like if you're getting the rocks thrown, it's important to stay centered in your heart and be Mm. with your inner child even if you're not feeling safe, right? If the inner child doesn't feel safe, you can come and help them know you are safe. You are okay. I see. That's making the rocks make more sense now. Oh. Yes, there are <laughs> rocks. But yes, you can still open your heart and be yes. vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. Even as this stuff is happening, it's safe. Like, this is exactly it. And okay. If it, yes. And, and it's important to be vulnerable during that. And don't protect yourself or you won't get the lesson and then you'll just Mm -hmm. feel bad. To create is, this is what she's saying now, to create is to take risks. So at this fortunate, fertile time, banish your fears and recognize the real security is in immersing yourself in the process of co-creation. And that could be the relationship thing. You know, like you were saying. Yeah, yes. It's okay to admit that you really don't know how to deal with whatever's in front of you. This is where curiosity and not knowing can be a wonderful state of mind. And the the goal of the inner parent is to be in curiosity. Be playful now, admitting you are at the beginning of something. Come out to frolic in the sun's nurturing light because it is time to birth something new. In the light. That's why I'm seeing after the vulnerability is the light. Mm, yeah. And then we have Beltane on the way. I mean, for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, which is yeah. a celebration of light and yes. brightness. Okay. Okay. So I drew, well, I didn't draw it. It jumped out of the deck. <laughs> Lilac, which is trust your intuition. Ah, more trust. Mm-hmm. Lilac's mystical energy reminds us that we dwell on the border between seen and unseen, known and unknown. From this place where the illusory veil of duality is thin, all healing and wisdom is available to you and only awaits your recognition. If, like like the woman on the card, you take a moment to relax and tune into your body and the energy center located in the middle of your forehead, known as your third eye, you will find that the answer that you seek is available to you now. You may very well have already heard your intuition and this card is a validation. Similarly, you may have been receiving omens and messages in the physical world. Take a moment to reflect on this now and see if you can glean the wisdom the universe has been surely and steadily presenting to you. So I I then looked, so I something I like about my Magic of Flowers Oracle is how I have a list of potential specific meanings at mm. the end and then one will stand out to me. Mm-hmm. And the one that stood out to me is you know what to do Mm. i feel like that's kind of is what i'm talking about with uh practical magic is relax take care of yourself and like listen like what do i how do i want to take care of myself what little changes can i make to come into greater harmony take care of better care of myself give myself more love support myself stuff like that i feel like i picked the energy report card and you picked the practical magic card yeah yeah, and stuff like meditating, relaxing, self-care, that is such a powerful way to tune into your intuition, too, because you just give yourself that space around yeah. things. Yeah. All right, everybody. We love and appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.
oh no this sounds <laughs> this sounds bad and dangerous <laughs>